0: Welcome to Rework, a podcast by Basecamp about the better way to work and run your business. I'm Waylon Wong.
1: And I'm Sean Hildner. So last time on Rework, we talked about businesses taking a stand for values they believe are important. We're going to keep that theme going this week by devoting this entire episode to the story of Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps, a company that's made ideology part of its brand and mission from the very beginning.
0: In 1929, a third-generation German Jewish soapmaker named Emanuel Brauner came to the U.S. Back in Germany, the Nazis would later nationalize the family soap factory and kill his parents in death camps. In the U.S., Emanuel Brauner started developing a philosophy he called the Moral ABC, which centered on the idea of an all-one God that would unite people across traditional religious and ethnic divides. He also gave himself the honorific of Doctor. To spread the moral ABC across what he called Spaceship Earth, Dr. Bronner used his homemade soap, or more specifically, the labels on his soap bottles. If you walk into a Whole Foods, Target, or your local health food store today, you'll spot Dr. Bronner's soaps. They're cylindrical bottles with labels that are densely covered in text. That's the moral ABC, and you can read it while showering, brushing your teeth, or doing laundry, all recommended uses of the soap. Today, Dr. Bronner's grandsons own the company, which turns 70 next year, and they're still using their products to support the causes they believe in. In 2016, Dr. Bronner spent $8.7 million on charitable contributions. That's 41% of their profits before taxes going to issues like fair trade, wage equality, and drug policy reform.
1: So we're going to get out of the way now and let Michael Bronner and his grandfather, Emmanuel Bronner, tell this story.
2: Five, six billion people on this spaceship cannot evolve without the moral ABC, cannot survive free. So win victory, help teach the moral ABC, six billion strong, and overnight we're all free, all one, all one, all one. Have courage and smile, my friend, think and act ten years ahead, and the man without fault, he's dead. Do one thing at a time, work hard, get done, then teach friend and enemy how to work and how to love love is God and God is love uniting all one above above except eternally absolute none
1: back in the day the label was black and gold and didn't mention anything about the moral ABC it was when my grandfather was you know giving lectures about uniting spaceship earth and uh, handing out free samples of his soap and Word got out that it was pretty darn good soap, and people started coming, taking soap, and leaving, and not listening to him. I mean, that's when he started putting his philosophy on the bottles. My name is Michael Bronner. I am the president of Dr. Bronner's.
2: And I'm Soap Michael Bronner. When I was in Germany, I was fortunate to be the son of a very hard-working man, and uh, a very successful man He which is two bosses build a soap factory two blocks long.
1: Usually labels are there to sell the product, but for him, you know, the product there is to kind of sell the label. <laughs> he didn't come out with new fragrances because, you know, he did his consumer insights research he simply ran out of room on the current label and needed another label to start writing some more. You know, he went from having peppermint to, I believe almond and then eucalyptus and lavender and so on and so on.
2: Then, every human being created by man on God's special earth can evolve united, inspired, raised, trained, skilled, discipline-guided, lightning life light by a new birth. Without it, we destroy God's special earth.
1: For me, I mean, the moral ABC was, you know, what my grandfather would lecture me about when I would sit on his couch uh, as a five-year-old with my legs dangling off and, you kind know, of staring at the cracks in the ceiling, mildly aware that he had paused and he had asked me a question And I would answer, Oh, one, Grandpa, oh, one. And he'd be like, Very good. And he'd continue. There was never a time when we would talk about the Padres or, you know, a movie or or anything kind of relevant to my life. Buddha,
2: Confucius, Mohammed, inspired by the Messiah, Heinis Comet, teach, I fire, I mist, I planet, I drizzle, and I sell, I jellyfish, I dinosaur caves where cavemen dwell, and
1: a sense for work, love, song, art, life, law, duty. When I was older and trying to kind of meet the man behind the myth, it was more out of interest, a very grounded desire to know him better. It wasn't, you know, to meet the grandfather I never had. That wasn't, that wasn't the case but uh it's interesting i see like how like my father in law is with my son <laughs> pulling him in a boat on an inner tube you know in canada and i'm just like wow that is like such a different <laughs> relationship than i had You know, it really wasn't until, and and I say this not cheekily, but I really had to kind of understand Shakespeare before I understood the moral ABC. It's a dense text, and you kind of have to penetrate it. And I always understood the gist of it. But it wasn't until I was in high school I really started to appreciate it and the vision that my my grandfather had.
2: It is constructive evolution, guided by one all-embracing, ever-loving, Every creating God that guides all mankind up from dust in His eternal kingdom in all one God face. For we're all one or none, all one, all one. You
1: know, my grandfather did try to classify our company as a religious nonprofit organization. Our corporate name is All One God Faith Incorporated. That didn't work out too well for him. The IRS said no and pay us back all that money and back taxes and ended up making my grandfather, he actually had to clear bankruptcy at one point before his kids helped pull him out. You know, my dad had been put in foster homes for the majority of his childhood and he kind of saw the moral ABC and just religion in general is just kind of being a replacement for like a family <laughs> because, you know, in, in truth, my grandfather pursued his peace plan uh, more than, than he pursued, you know, raising a stable family. my dad was definitely the scientist he was the probably more of the entrepreneur the one who was all about like business logic science and reason <laughs> he was not about lofty ideals as much as like impact on the ground for him you know it was essential to raise a really strong family you know really caring and attentive parents you know along with my mom when my grandfather passed, I, he didn't he didn't account for succession really at all. You know, miracle is a big word, but it was a long shot that we actually were able to to keep this company going in the family. And we were a three million dollar in revenue company with about two and a half million dollars in debt. You, know, we were able to make this company what it is today and not have any outside shareholders and can be completely self-funded. I mean, obviously we work with banks, but you know, we are our only shareholders. And as a corporation, as an S corporation, your only mandate is to maximize the profits of your shareholders. There is no wiggle room for anything else. And so, we were okay because we owned all the shares. When we were donating over a third of profits to charity, nobody was arguing. If we had anybody on the outside, they could have said to us, hey, wait a second, don't donate that money away, that's my money, you know? And they could have successfully sued us. By codifying all these principles, not only into the DNA of our company, but also enshrining that in law, by becoming a benefit corporation, our corporate governance mandates that profits for the company have to be used for social and environmental endeavors, not just to maximize profits for the shareholders. We are in the business of doing good. My brother and my salary will not rise unless we raise the lowest paid salary in the company. When we do expand into a new market, when we went into Costco, into Target, selling on Amazon, when we open up different markets around the world, we are doing so so we can maximize profits in order to give those profits away, you know, in an impactful way, not mindlessly. What this generation is really trying to do is to take that message on the label, the one that, you know, my grandfather said would lightning like unite the human race, and really apply it to our spheres of influence, apply it to reality in very tangible ways three different occasions for three different state initiatives to label GMOs, genetically modified organisms, we actually changed our entire label. (laughs) We changed it so that it would just talk about GMOs and why the need to label them. We just slotted them in the stores. It wasn't a new product or special or anything. We just sent that out there. And for the most part, the industry really liked it, right? We're in an products industry. But we ended up doing it again for raising the minimum wage. And that one, even in the natural products world, is a very divisive issue. You know, there's a lot of stores, I'm sure, that don't agree in... Raising their employee salaries to, you know, fifteen dollars an hour by twenty twenty three. But when it comes to like these big issues, we will use our leverage to like kind of play a game of chicken. Be like, okay, we're gonna put this label on, and you can either buy it or not stock your (laughs) shelves. They usually buy it. You simplify the moral ABC down to you know one phrase of two words and it's all one right that's what it is it's all one we are all one there's more that unites us than divides us we share a common humanity we need to look past differences we all love laugh eat play (laughs) that resonates the overall message there was a time in our past even worse than now as bad as it seems like the current divisions are there's a time that was worse you know my grandfather survived extreme tragedy when his parents were lost in the holocaust and he he reacted with love right and a, a need to unite not a need to hate and get revenge and you know you just have to keep your eye on that because that is, you know, as cliche as it is, is about love, it's about acceptance, and it's about finding common ground. Trying to keep keep from fear, <laughs> trying to keep your head above others. He loved Kipling's Ziff, you know, and if you keep your head when those keep around you are head
2: losing head theirs. When all around you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, and yet. Make allowance for the doubting, too. If you can write and not be tired by writing or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't be fight to hating. And yet, don't
1: do too good. Kipling, I know had his issues, but Kipling's just pretty amazing. That, uh, that definitely inspires me. It's more resonant than ever, and I think that you know, for a lot of people, the political class has kind of failed them. Uh, We hope to inspire, and we know that there are other businesses out there that are kind of holding the mantle of, like, trying to do positive good in this world where, you know, our official policies are not.
2: If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet this triumph or disasters and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the fool clues that you have spoken, twisted by crooks to make a trap for fools, or watch to see the sink you've given your life to broken and stoop, you build them up again with worn-out tools. If you can work hard to teach each unforgiving minute the moral ABC to unite all mankind free from hell, hate, ban You'll enjoy God's spaceship earth and do great work within it You are the captain of thy ship The master of thy soul
1: work is produced by waylon wong and me sean hildner our theme music is broken by design by clipart the
0: recordings of Emmanuel Bronner that we used in this episode came from an album called Sisters and Brothers that the company released earlier this year. It's available online, and I'll link to it in the show notes. I'll also link to a great documentary that was super helpful in my research for this episode. It's called Dr. Bronner's Magic Soapbox by a filmmaker named Sarah Lamb, and it focuses a lot on Ralph Bronner, who is Michael Bronner's uncle and a big part of the Dr. Bronner story. I really recommend that film.
1: You can find us online at rework.fm or on Twitter at reworkpodcast. Thanks for listening, and see you in two weeks. You know, the core, the core labels haven't really changed that much. Uh, we did remove the part about using our peppermint soap with birth control. That's just too spicy. Too spicy. You can You can just imagine potential lawsuits.